hope that um, by means of publishing this document, we'll be able to nurture a new generation of... We hope... The News at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines. The Commissioner for Youth says he hopes CSAR's first-ever youth blueprint will give the aspirations of young people a boost. Customs officers see suspected smuggled goods worth 200 million Hong Kong dollars from two vessels bound for Shanghai. And President Xi Jinping says he'll work with Australia to promote a comprehensive strategic partnership between the two countries. The Commissioner for Youth, Wallace Lau, says he hopes the SAR's first-ever youth blueprint will lift the aspirations of young people and give them a positive mindset to contribute to Hong Kong, the nation, and the world. The blueprint announced yesterday includes measures and performance indicators to nurture younger generations. Authorities say they will promote national education, provide more career opportunities, and address housing needs. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat program, Mr. Lau set out the goals. We hope that um, by means of publishing this document, we'll be able to nurture a new generation of young people with an affection for the country and Hong Kong, and also equip them with global perspective, aspiring mindset, and positive, uh, positive thinking. We also would like to provide an enabling environment for young people to unleash their full potential in society and contribute to Hong Kong, to the country, and also to the world. Speaking on the same program, Paul Yip, a professor of population health at the University of Hong Kong, welcomed the renewed emphasis on involving young people. However, he said he was disappointed by what he described as a lack of innovative policies in the blueprint. Professor Yip said the key task was to instill hope in the youth. At the end, I think the core matter is how to really change the mindset of our young people. I think Hong Kong is a place, I think that they can feel a sense of belonging with a sense of hope. I think with this measure, if they can implement effectively, yes, I think that definitely will help. But at the same time, then how to win the hearts and the minds of young people back, I think it is still a very hard battle. Customs officers say they seized suspected smuggled goods worth 200 million Hong Kong dollars from two ships bound for Shanghai. Five people were arrested. The haul found at the Kwai Tsing Container Terminal includes dried seafood, wine and electronics, and more than 70,000 vinyl records were also seized. Cheng Tak Hei of the Customs Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau says there's strong demand for vinyl records on the mainland. We believe that final records have made a comeback on the mainland in recent years. There are a lot of coffee shops that play final records, so there is a demand for final on the mainland. Local vinyl record store owner Paul Al told RTHK there's been a surge in demand for, from mainland customers saying they have made up half of his patronage in recent years. Mr. Al said vintage records can cost tens of thousands of Hong Kong dollars these days. Another 16,953 COVID cases were reported here for the day. 982 of them imported. 50 more patients with COVID have died. President Xi Jinping says he will work with Australia to promote comprehensive strategic partnerships between the two countries. The president says he attaches great importance to the development of bilateral ties and that he's willing to work with Canberra.
China and Australia today celebrate half a century of diplomatic ties, highlighted by a visit by Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong to Beijing, where she held talks with her Chinese counterpart Wang Yi on issues including trade and human rights. The Australian diplomat stressed the need for dialogue to resolve differences. Fifty years on, we again find ourselves facing great challenges, including contest, climate, and of course COVID-19. We believe dialogue better enables us to manage these challenges. We can grow our bilateral relationship and uphold both of our national interests if both countries navigate our differences wisely. And to the weather forecast, fine and very dry, quite cool in the morning and again at nighttime, with a minimum temperature of around 13 degrees in town, a few degrees lower in the new territories. A top temperature tomorrow of about 19 degrees with moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore tonight. And the outlook, fine and dry later in the week and over the Christmas holidays, rather cool in the mornings and at nighttime. Temperature difference between day and night will be quite large in the new territories. Temperature right now is 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 33%, and the red fire danger warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Officials say shoppers will be allowed a one-month grace period over the new plastic bag levy scheme before facing prosecution for flouting the rules. Kelly Yu reports. Just days before the new scheme takes effect, officials say they will only issue warnings in the first month. But Deputy Director of Environmental Protection Bruno Luke also says they want to get tough with repeat offenders. During the first month of grace period, what we'll focus, we will um, give advice or give verbal warning to anyone who's breaking the law instead of really prosecuting the retailers. But of course, if during that one month period we found some retailers who are like repeated offenders, we may consider you know, launching a prosecution. Lawmakers in October passed a bill to double the levy for plastic bags to $1, which would take effect on the 31st of this month. A number of exemptions to the levy will be scrapped. Stores can no longer give out free bags for chilled and frozen food, as well as for food items wholly wrapped in non-airtight packaging, such as bags of apples. An exemption for unpackaged takeaway food will remain, but will be limited to one bag per order. Mr. Lok says officials will beef up inspection in the first three months, such as sending mystery shoppers to self-checkout counters. At the self-checkout counters, they can have uh, one or two staff there just to uh, make sure that the customers, they won't take plastic bags up by themselves. Or if they take it, and if that plastic bag is not like an exempt one, then they have to properly pay the levy. This is the first increase in the plastic bag levy since it was introduced in Hong Kong in 2009. Hong Kong's sole representative on the nation's top legislature says he thinks quarantine-free travel between here and the rest of the country will resume soon. But Tam Yu Chung also warned of chaos if the full reopening of the border is not handled well. Damon Pang has more. Mr. Tam spoke to reporters before flying off to Beijing for next week's meeting of the National People's Congress Standing Committee. On quarantine-free travel, he called for early preparations to try to ensure everything is safe and orderly when it gets underway. I hope the authorities can do the preparations well before the resumption of quarantine-free travel, because once the travelling resumes, there may be a lot of people wanting to cross the border at the same time. It's no good if chaos arises. Mr. Tam said there was nothing relating to Hong Kong currently on the agenda for the Standing Committee meeting. He noted that John Lee's government has asked the NPCSC for an interpretation of the national security law over whether overseas lawyers can represent defendants in national security trials. 
He said he has no update on this, but said if there's no other way to handle the issue, then an interpretation of the security law drafted by Beijing is a feasible option. The government has asked for an interpretation after failing to convince Hong Kong courts to block a British lawyer from representing former media tycoon Jimmy Lai in his trial on various national security charges. A young woman has been sentenced to a year in jail after she was convicted of helping her boyfriend avoid arrest over an attack on a police officer two and a half years ago. Kelly Yu has the details. Chang Chi Cheng, who's 26, was found guilty of one count of perverting the cause of justice. The court heard that her boyfriend, Wong Kwan Wah, stabbed a policeman on July the 1st, 2020, during a protest in Causeway Bay. That same night, Wong was intercepted on a plane at Hong Kong Airport shortly before it was scheduled to take off for London. Wong is serving a five-year term after he earlier admitted rioting and wounding an officer with intent. The Cleaning Workers Union says government efforts to spruce up the SAR's garbage, collect, garbage collection centers have failed to deliver improvements for the people working there. The union says it spoke to 200 outsourced cleaners at public, public facilities in the past two months and found that 80% complained of having nowhere to eat or take a break at their workplace. An organizer for the group, Leung Tsi Yan, says revamps have improved the appearance of the centers but not working conditions. They have some maybe new facility inside, but actually they are not very related with the workers. For example, uh, what the workers say, they want some place to do to have changing room or a place for them to rest or for lunch. But some organization we go visit even after uh, she is rebuilt, still didn't have this kind of facilities. A day after the National Health Commission narrowed the definition of a COVID death, no new coronavirus fatalities were confirmed. That compares with five the day before. The health authorities have also revised down the total number of COVID fatalities on the mainland to 5,241 after removing one death in Beijing. Aaron Tam reports. The changed criteria for recording coronavirus fatalities means that now only those who've directly died of respiratory failure caused by the disease are counted as a COVID death. Previously, people who died of an illness while infected with the virus were included in the tally. Professor Wang Guiqiang from Peking University First Hospital told a National Health Commission press conference that the main cause of death for those infected with the Omicron variant remains underlying diseases. Old people have other underlying conditions. Only a very small number die directly of respiratory failure caused by infection with COVID, he said. He stressed that authorities are not avoiding the dangers of COVID, but that the government needs to assess COVID's dangers in a scientific manner. The country reported just over 3,000 new local cases on Tuesday, up from just over 2,500 a day earlier. But the Global Times newspaper cited a prediction from a leading respiratory expert that severe cases in Beijing will spike in the coming weeks. Wang Guangfa, also from Peking University First Hospital, said authorities must act quickly and prepare fever clinics, emergency and severe treatment resources. He added that he expects the COVID wave to peak in late January. Pharmaceutical companies on the mainland are working at full capacity to increase medicine supplies. The China News Service reported that drug producers in Hunan province are working 24 hours a day to ensure medicines are quickly delivered. 
Drugs for cold, fever, coughs, and antibacterial and anti-inflammatory treatments have been in high demand in recent days. China will implement policy measures to support the economy, aiming for an improvement in growth in early 2023. That's according to a state council meeting chaired by Premier Li Keqiang. Officials stress the need to better balance COVID prevention measures and efforts to promote economic and social development so as to lay a good foundation for growth in the new year. Overseas now, a congressional committee in the United States has voted to release a summary of the tax returns of the former President Donald Trump, who has long fought to keep them secret. The documents are likely to be released in the coming days after sensitive information is redacted. The Democrat-led committee in the House of Representatives made the decision two weeks before the party surrenders its majority to the Republicans. A Democratic member of the House Ways and Means Committee, Congressman Mike Thompson, welcomed the result of the vote. No one is above the law. The idea that somebody who's making millions of dollars uh, can get away without without paying their taxes while single moms who are trying to uh, take care of their kids and and make ends meet are, are being audited is absolutely unacceptable. President Vladimir Putin has told Russian defense Chiefs, so there is no financial limit on military spending as the war in Ukraine approaches its 11th month. Addressing a gathering in Moscow, Mr. Putin said the government was providing everything the army asked for. His defense minister, Sergei Shoigo, told the meeting the total size of the, the army needed to be increased to one and a half million men. Mr. Putin asserted that Russia would achieve its military goals. It's well known that the military potential and capabilities of almost all NATO's main countries is being actively used against Russia. Nevertheless, our soldiers, surgeons and officers are fighting for Russia courageously and steadfastly. Step by step, they are confidently solving the tasks that have been set. And these tasks will be definitely be completed. To sports, where the NFL is mourning the death of Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris, who won the Super Bowl four times with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s. His most famous play is the so-called Immaculate Reception, a touchdown he scored against the Oakland Raiders in a playoff game in 1972. Harris was 72 years old, and there's no word on the cause of death. The singer Bob Dylan has been offered a part in Britain's longest-running television soap opera, Coronation Street. It focuses on the lives of ordinary people in the fictional northern town of Weatherfield. And Bob Dylan recently revealed he's a dedicated viewer. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, the Commissioner for Youth says he hopes the SAR's first-ever youth blueprint will give the aspirations of young people a boost. Customs officers seized sm- suspected smuggled goods worth 200 million Hong Kong dollars from two vessels bound for Shanghai. And President Xi Jinping says he'll work with Australia to promote a comprehensive strategic partnership between the two countries. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you 
my dear, at twilight time. And to one and all, a very good Wednesday evening to you. At least that's what it is here in Hong Kong, wherever you are in the world. Of course, you know you're always welcome to join in Twilight Time. If you like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail as we play you 45 minutes of easy listening music all the way up till midnight. First one for you tonight is a song from Nat King Cole. Together, at To be in our late Walking my baby back home I'm in I'm over meadow and farm Walking my baby back home We go long harmonizing a song Or I'm reciting a poem Hours go by and they give me the eye Walking my baby back home We stop for a while She gives me a smile It's not with her head on my chest We start into pet And that's when I get Her talcum all over my vest After I kind of straighten my tie She has to borrow my comb One kiss, then I continue again, walking my baby back home. the dark so I have to park outside of her door till it's light she says if I try to kiss her she'll cry I dry her tears all through the night hand in hand to a barbecue stand right from her doorway we roam eats and then it's a pleasure again Walking my baby, talking my baby, loving my baby. I don't mean maybe walking my baby. But they wouldn't do 
It had to be you, wonderful you, had to be you. 